Welcome to the Black Cast. It is our Black Panther special, and if you think we're going to call this the Black Cast, you are definitely wrong. But did I think about it? Absolutely thought about it, yeah, because I thought it would be fun. And then I'm like, climate that we live in now? Nope. It's not the Black Cast, but it is the Black Cast, and it is the Black Panther Cast. Should I wash my face off? Oh, my God. Oh, well, that was the embarrassing thing that uh, I was going to let people know about. That, uh, you know, I sent Jeff a text yesterday just saying, like, you know, if it works, this is the schedule. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. And don't forget to show up in blackface. Because, obviously, I was joking, but Jeff uh, took it literally. (laughs) I thought we were doing it for, like, a photo. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, uh, by the way, your face is a little too T'Chaka and not enough T'Challa. But uh, nice try. Uh, I've, I'm here in the to Mar- chalk it up to learning <laughs> oh, experience, and I'm here as Martin Freeman. So uh, I've, I've done what I can. I'm a little hobbit. Anyway, uh, this is indeed the Black Cats, and as you can figure, who's here? Will Sterling at Hi. Will Sterling underscore. I'm just trying to not get in trouble. What would you get? Who do you get in trouble? I don't from? want to say anything bad. You didn't say anything bad. I, no, I didn't. Not yet. No. There's still time. Will it's 10 a.m. <laughs> it's 10 a.m. Hey, it's 10 a.m. somewhere. <laughs> uh, so so uh, just opened, Jeff just opened a cold one, uh, <laughs> and of course I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ, and this nonsense could only come to you from the Black Cast at B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Uh, Jeff, we always give your Twitter at Jeff DeRay. Do you feel like you've had an increase in followers? Are you losing people week to week? Or No idea. I, I would <laughs> have to like, check in on that <laughs> yeah. to know those kinds right of now. metrics. What was the last thing you said? You're like Jebediah 120. Fuck if I know. Full of Most, gold five almost, years ago. So here's a fun story. As anyone who's seen my Twitter would know, it's basically me just retweeting the podcast. Yeah, which I appreciate, by the way. I get yeah. the word out. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I tweeted out, like, a, a joke randomly uh, a couple weeks ago just because, like, I had made the joke to Natasha and I thought it was funny. So then I tweeted it. And the next morning, woke up to, like, text messages to Natasha from her sister, like, why would Jeff say such crass things? Like, oh, wait, you did you read le- my fucking Twitter? Like, what? what? Did like, you leave it there or did probably. you take it down? Oh, this is like from January we'll 4th. The last time you tweeted was the 5th of January. Yeah, it's Sequel, the book title. Tongue so the- last. Oh, I see, I see. So, so on the 4th, you said book title. Talk less, suck more dick. A woman's guide to love in the new millennium. And then you said the sequel is called Tongue Lashing, an oral guide to pleasing women, in parentheses, not yours because you don't own them, in the new millennium. I think those are great tweets. (laughs) And the second one was in response to having gotten the text message (laughs) that that was like, how could he say such things? It's like, it's a fucking joke. But on that one... The, the original one, this talk less, suck more dick, that had to be a follow-up from the one you tweeted right before that that just says, without punctuation, oh. suck my dick literally. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> so the idea originally, the joke, which I don't explain on my Twitter, obviously, <laughs> is that uh, the book would be called, like, talk less, suck more dick. Okay. But suck more dick would be, like, a euphemism for, like, get after it like you know or there's something it would have a more positive message but just like a really crass title because i think that's funny so that when people are like how dare you that's so disgusting be like read it yeah (laughs) that's why i always surmise that if i wrote a book like a self-help book spun out of my podcast the motivation report which you can find 
on Apple Podcasts? Yeah, please. <laughs> Why did you say it so fast? Just, and also, motivationreport.com? Dot com. Yeah. But uh, I joke that if I wrote a self-help book, it would be called Don't Buy This Fucking Book. Mm-hmm. I love it, that idea. Because one, it would probably make people like be like, I got open I, this like, up. I have to buy this. Yeah. yeah. And two, it's like, if you don't believe or agree with what I'm saying, then don't buy the fucking book. Don't buy what I'm selling. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. But I am indeed picking up what you're putting down. Right. So I feel mm-hmm. like I am inclined. Pick up this fucking book, but don't, you don't have to buy it. Oh, yeah, I could pick it up. Yeah. But I actually do not have to procure it, bring it home, have an exchange. You know, uh, Abby Hoffman had a book called Steal This Book. Yeah. And uh, I think people actually were afraid to steal it. I believe they paid for it. The the pop punk group Newfound Glory, when Mm. I was in high school, had an album called Steal This Album. And the art of the actual disc itself looked like a blank CD with a label on it. That said, steal this album. Wow. So they like designed it to look like a bootleg CD. It was great. It's good times. Anyway, that's our Black <laughs> Panther special. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Yep. Uh, hope it uh, helped convince some of you to go out and see it. It's and, really, uh, it's yeah, great. We really um, talked about it. Also related to Black Panther, I found out, <laughs> just before we get into like interesting stuff, I want to get this out. <laughs> I found out my cat's racist. Oh, oh well, this, uh, by the way, this is perfectly not, in line with the Black Panther exactly. cast. Yeah. So my black cat, who looks like a little panther, is racist. We brought um, my friend, uh, my friend's dog Nala, over to stay with us for the week, and she's like a little black collie. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, and phew, she freaked out, like cut my hand up. The cat like freaked the because fuck the out. Because the collie, Does she normally like dogs. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, like we've had Meatball stay with us for like week, and she just like doesn't care. Totally cool with her. Hmm. This dog, she hated her. Does she prefer white dogs from nice neighborhoods? Is that what, what it I tends think. to be? Well, because <laughs> Meatball is all white, she's cool with her. She's yeah. met Moo before, no problems. Wow. She meets this all jet black dog. <sighs> wow. So I decided that she's in the uh, cute clat- cat clan. CCC. It's like the cat version. But she's a black cat. Yeah. Aren't you like, haven't you ever seen the Dave Chappelle Chappelle show? show? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I forgot that sketch. She's a a black, white cat supremacist. That's right. So, Jeff, do you think that your cat would like Black Panther, the movie? Do you think that? No. No, not at all. But your cat is a Black Panther. Yeah. Little tiny one. Outraged. She'd be like, how did you get them all together? Except for the moments when Andy Serkis and Martin Freeman are on screen. Then she'll calm down. Then she'll be like, oh, fine. Those were the only times I felt like really comfortable during the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Which I saw uh, other people post this, but I did think it was clever that uh, they're the only white guys in the movie, so they're the token white guys, T-O-L-K-E-I-N. Which I thought was nice. (laughs) Not taking credit for it, just sharing it. Is there there some sort of thing that they're trying to imply that all white guys are short little hobbits? Yes. Because, I mean, not... You handsome gentleman on the other end of the desk, yep. but uh, I feel like I might fit that bill. That's all right. You, know? <laughs> oh, no, you, haven't, you haven't seen my feet in a while. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Do you ever see those like uh, ArcLight Hollywood displays that show you the costumes yeah. they wore? Well, I, that's where I saw it, and I always have this problem after I see a movie like that, and it's just so badass and big. And then I walk out and I walk up to the costumes, and I'm like. I'm a solid foot taller than yeah. all of yeah. you. Like, I, I oh, would not. Okay. Tom Cruise is a tiny man. I would rip the Black Panther costume if I put it on. Not me. Yeah. You would if you put it on. Uh, I would. I would probably need it's, a belt. It's. I mean, I'm. Sh- those guys are still jacked and huge, like whatever. But it's just. It's weird. It messes with my perspective to watch these things on like a twenty foot screen. Right. Like these guys are huge, yeah. and then you see the costume, you're like, oh. 
You're a tiny little man. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's uh, start with Agent Starling. Hi. Sterling, I know that you have indeed seen Black Panther. Yes, I film. have. Uh, your expectations for the film were you getting annoyed about all the hype, or were you just like, no. "Oh man, I hope it's on, it's spot on." I wasn't getting annoyed because I know some people who were just like, "It's getting too hyped," uh, you know, it can't possibly live up to it. Uh, I thought it was great, but uh, yeah. I understand that uh, that could have happened. Of but course, you, you were still continuing. No, I don't to feel like it got too hyped. And honestly, I've done a pretty good job recently. Like, I've just kind of checked out, and I've been so focused on trying to like do my own stuff that like I like the motivation as... report on Apple Podcasts well, yeah, and like motivationreport.com and. This film that we shot that we're, we're editing, and then a feature that we're starting to put in, you know. So like, I'm just working and doing other stuff that I spend less time like looking at like reviews and comic book news and shit. I'm just like, eh, it's fine. Like, I'll just see it when so I. So did you unfavorite slash film? You just don't care anymore. I did stop reading slash film. I Look was reading that. slash film like every day. I used to oh. read it every day. And as I well. was just, I realized I just knew too much about everything that was coming out, and I was missing like feeling like a little surprised. Yeah. So like with Black Panther, the only thing I really saw was trailer before the movie so like I saw the trailer before Thor and then like like I don't know random stuff online but like I didn't really I didn't feel over inundated with with stuff yeah and I think these were good stra trailers where you're like oh this stuff is really cool but yeah. it's not like oh now I know everything that the yeah. movie's about right you know definitely didn't feel like uh, I I'm aware of Black Panther, but I hadn't read any of his comics so I, I liked that getting kind of a fresh take on or fresh uh, set of eyes, like yeah. not not having any expectations, I should say. Right. And I thought the story was really uh, fun, the way it unfolded, and it had nothing. Nothing was revealed to me from the trailers. Like there was no point where I was like, "Wow, waiting for that one scene you showed me a thousand <laughs> fucking times that comes at the end of the movie." Yeah, like or they love to do. Like, hey, you know, Spider Man. It's Spider Man swinging all around New York City. It's such an exciting shot. Oh yeah, it's the last shot of the fucking movie. Oh, Sorry. or how about a shot of Spider Man swinging around Washington D.C. with Iron Man flying next to him, and it's not in the goddamn movie? That's, yeah. That's the worst thing. Like half of Justice I'm League. I'm still making. Yeah. The, the Justice League trailer was for for a different cut of the film. It was. Yeah. It was. Uh, so yeah, and look, I've talked extensively here on the Blackcast that I started reading comic books about 35 years ago, and I have read quite a few comics that Black Panther has appeared in. Uh, there was a, a a weekly series called uh, Marvel Comics Presents, I think, and he had like a massive, like twenty-five part story in it at wow. one point. That I think might be the extent of my solo Black Panther reading. But he would show up in Fantastic Four, Avengers, and just a lot of other places. Uh, I don't have that huge familiarity with the character. I always thought it was a cool suit. I liked that he was a king. I like that, you know, he's the Black Panther. He is on the short list of black superheroes, you mm -hmm. know? I mean, there are a lot more than there used to be, but there's still not that many. Yeah. And uh, so I knew enough about him that I was like, okay, yeah, this this tracks. I sure remember that that place is called Wakanda. But I didn't really know much about his family or any of that because I never really dove in that deep. So I think that I was approaching it the way that most people were, which is not knowing that much about him, yeah. not knowing that much about the movie. And I would say that the majority of people who went to see the movie and gave it a massive $235 million four-day gross. Holy mackerel. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of mackerels. Hey. And they, I think, if you went back to before Civil War, so you go, so they go back two years, they never even heard of him. 
No. You know, I mean, they heard of the Black Panthers. Right. But the superhero Black Panther, I think a lot of people just were not Who familiar came with. out three months before the Black Panther Party Did was, like, officially formed. Really? Yeah. That was not, so it wasn't Marvel kind of taking that. Right, which I actually always thought. I but thought uh, I, d- I did look that up at one point because I was like, that's such an odd thing yeah. to be like. Where did the Black Panther Party form? Oakland. The, the oh, opening setting the of the opening movie. scene of the movie. Look at that. See, now that's, that's where Ryan we, Cougar grew up. That's what we need from Captain EO. Historical perspective. Yes. Because he sees, he's, he's a Watu, the watcher. He sees everything <laughs> that happens in the Marvel Universe. Uh, yeah, and I, look, at the end of the day, it was fun. Yeah. It was great. It visually, the, the first thing my wife said afterwards was that it was beautiful. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes, it was. Yeah. And I think that there, Look, if I if you, you we always look for things like, well, how could it have been better? I think some of the CGI would have been better if it was some just some practical effects. It's usually not distracting the CGI. It's just it's a lot. Yes. And when you're in a lot of CGI after a while, it starts to kind of feel a little video gamey, cartoony. Mm. But uh, it didn't take me out of the movie. Mm. But it was just like, oh, I wonder, you know. I had a couple of moments that I was like, oh, don't do that. Or like, don't, just just show, just show that less. Like, just, the, show less CGI. Well, there's things that just looked awkward. So like, oh, by the way, as we talk about the movie, we're very clearly going to say all the spoilers about everything. Yes, yes, I have not known. said that yet. So somebody could have just wandered into this like, well, I don't know. They're just talking about racist cats and stuff. So I guess it's not going to ruin the movie for me. <laughs> yeah. But from here on forward, we might. We uh, what are. were you going to uh, say? There was two big ones from. Well, three. The one where he has the like first showdown with the other tribal leader, like yeah. who challenges him. When they would do cutaways to like the people watching it, like jumping, I was like. Ugh, they looked like cut and pasted, like where they were standing on well, different levels of the rocks. Well, because they wanted like, to show Ugh. the rocks all the way up, and yeah. I'm like, well, you know, you showed too much. It looks weird. Yeah, if you just showed a little bit, it would yeah. look really cool. And if you like doubled and tripled the yeah. crowd or whatever, it would be fine. Yeah. But you're like, oh, there's like 30 times we see the same people again right. and again. Yeah, that's true. I didn't need armor rhinos. That made me okay. laugh. Let me loud, say, and they you looked did, goofy. You didn't need it, but would you ride one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I then uh, just one more oh, short thing at the very end when him and Killmonger are like on the rocks, like looking at the sunset. Yep. I could see that they were st- both of them were standing in a green fucking room. Like all of the textures of the rocks yeah. looked horrible. And I was like, this is the last most important shot you don't, of the movie. Go to a fucking location yeah. and shoot them standing at the opening of a cave. And, Please. And all you need to do is CGI in the sky. Please. You know, like, that's, this that's, is that's the most important yeah. shot of the movie. And it's all, gr- I was just like, God damn it. But that was it, really. It was far uh, Jeff, what were some of the. Uh, I was going to say, like, the one thing I, uh, I didn't notice those things as much. Um, yeah, I just wasn't really watch, watching for them, uh, I guess, in this, or I didn't have that. I think those are the kinds of things I notice on a second viewing yeah. oftentimes, unless it really sticks out. Um, not a condemnation of the movie, but uh, I think Justice League, to me, is a good example of like too many times where I was just like, the perspective doesn't even look right. Like, yeah. You don't look like the right size against the backdrop. Yeah. You don't look like you're walking on the ground. Like, what happened there? Yeah. Um, and that didn't necessarily happen for me in this movie, but I do agree that, like, the rhinos were definitely one of those few points where you were just like, oh, you're not even... That's not even pretend real. That's <laughs> that is a total simulation. Yep. I mean, look, it's right out of Ninja Turtles, so that's real to me, yeah. I feel like. You know, the fact that you could... Well, and look, I don't know, he was riding one. That was awesome to me. Look, it was a fun scene, but I I can agree that, like, if... 
if the, if you want to nitpick something that you're like, yeah. you could have spent more money on a real rhino and let it really kill people. <laughs> that's what I want to uh, see. That's what I paid. That's what I paid good money mm-hmm. for. Rhino I think, a couple, I think losing a couple people's lives is worth two hundred and thirty-five million dollars. I mean, I, I think a lot. I think most Americans would agree with you. Two hundred thirty-five million. Like, how many? Are we, talking, are we talking under ten people? Yeah. Have yeah, you guys seen Coogler's two other? I know you've seen Creed, but yeah. have you seen Fruitvale? Fruitvale? Mm-hmm. I did not. Oh, Fruitvale, Fruitvale Station. Station. I did not see that actually. It's on Netflix right now. It's if good. you want to check it out, I do want to check really that out. Good. I actually completely forgot I about that. Rewatched I, it last after night. I saw Creed. I'm like, I'm gonna go see that, yeah. and mm-hmm. then I did not. Well, but, Michael B. Uh, Jordan. Yeah. And it's again about like Oakland and everything. And I think but just to, to bring it all around, it's like you watch that movie and you can tell how much Coogler uh, is ingrained in the community of Oakland. And this is something I was putting out last night. Like, I think Oakland is such a fascinating place because it is such a hub of black culture in America. Yeah. And it's like such a small area in essence, like comparatively, like because it's just a. Like, when you think of the Bay Area, you think of San Francisco as, like, the more, like, sprawling metropolis. But it's, like, Oakland, which is almost like a borough of San Francisco, is its own entire, like, community. And it has those rippling effects through every... Like, I remember back in the late 90s hearing people say hella. And I was like, what? Fine, a fucking garbage line. Would you please stop? You're hurting my ears. Yeah. Yeah. And just, like, to find out, like, that kind of stuff came out of this small neighborhood. And then you see it. It's... um. It's it uh, ripples through all of his films, like the fact that Oakland and um, that sense of community is very important to Coogler. It shows up in all of his movies. And if um, you're familiar with the football player Marshawn Lynch, who's sure. also from Oakland, it's uh, if you f- track anything that he does, it's the same thing. Like he's fiercely loyal to this community and this sense of like bond and everything. And I think that. For me, that was something that I really liked in Black Panther. There was no, like, you get a lot of these um, people that want to be like, oh, just blame the white guy for everybody, or they're worried that that's what it's going to be. And, like, you can't even pretend to perceive that in this movie. Like, Mm. there's no point where it's like, yeah, the white devil is the reason why, like, everything went to shit. Like, the most they do is blame themselves for not doing more for, like, their fellow man. Yeah, and I think that there's some great points that are made there. I mean, Michael B. Jordan, very specifically, was just like, you know, you think about being here and hiding all this time and how you could have helped your brothers out around the world. And... You didn't because you just uh, wanted to. You just, you, you just that's how it had been. You'd stayed hidden, mm-hmm. and I think that they obviously touch on a lot of sort of those big issues. And uh, the three of us may not be the most qualified people to talk about mm-hmm. what this movie would mean for black audiences. And that's actually why um, in an upcoming episode of Blackcast, I'm going to uh, talk to our friend Alexis Torres, who has been on here before, and my friend Shalko Gordon, uh, because uh, they were just writing so much about it online, what it meant to them. And I'm like, yeah, because to me, it's a really cool movie. And I'm like, oh, I hope that uh, it resonates with black people. But then if it didn't, I'd be like, well, I, I, you know, who, who am I to say that uh, that they're missing something? Yeah. So I'm glad to hear that. And what I really like is that, you know, it's 
there was a little disagreement about this on social media, go figure, that uh, this was really the first black superhero movie. And immediately somebody pointed out Blade. And I'm like, he's, he's not a superhero. He, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, if anything, he's an antihero. Right. And, you know, I mean, what? Robert Townsend is Meteor Man? Oh, I Meteor mean, Man. Yeah. And uh, Blank Man. One of my favorite movie. fucking movies. I love Meteor Man. You love Man. Use of Meteor yeah. Man? Oh, yeah. Well, I, was, I think I showed. Kid, I love that movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember bringing that up recently where I was like, oh, have you, you seen Meteor and they, Man? And they hadn't. They hadn't seen I Meteor Man. It was, I'd called somebody out for having, like, it was like a black guy with the bleach blonde hair. And oh. I was like, oh, you're like that gang from Meteor Man. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, in all honesty, this is really the first black superhero movie. I mean, certainly big budget, major studio, huge support, you know, on this scale. If you want to point to some other examples, that's fine. But what I think is great that the first black superhero movie is a really black movie. It is in Africa. It has tribal moments. It has a lot of, you know, dealing with a lot of the culture and things. And I, I know that this is not a character that would have gotten his own movie. And look, I like Falcon. But imagine if, if there had been a Falcon movie, it, you wouldn't have dealt with no. these same issues. And you would have had like eight guest stars because it's a Falcon movie. Yeah. Again, I love Falcon, but he shouldn't you know get his own uh, movie. But. I definitely love Falcon too. And this is like, I'm just going to take this to, to a different degree. Please do. Falcon is basically like Captain America's little like servant like if anything the like role of falcon to captain america as we've seen it like reinforces the stereotype of like the white superiority it's like it's it's like affirmative action bucky it's like you know yeah you guys are usually faster well watch me run around the monument (laughs) twice as fast as you like what (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i i I just thought never thought of it that way i just thought they were friends they're, they are friends. <laughs> they are friends. They're friends. But they're absolutely saying, like, friends. If you look at Black Panther from like a social well, of perspective, course. yeah, uh, and how it affects us, yeah. and then you look at Captain America and uh, what yeah. it says with the. I mean, I guess I didn't see it so much as like it may, it puts Falcon in a in a place of of servitude, but it makes him just more. He's just a supporting character. Yes, sure. he, he's definitely a supporting character. He, listen, he's the reason I watched Trouble Man, and I love that soundtrack because that's well, what he told Steve. If you listen to one thing. In the 21st century, to like catch you up on everything, Trouble Man soundtrack, Marvel. right? And he had that list had of that. all the yeah. things, and like you know, he'd like cross out, he'd recovering out Star at the Wars end. And, and, yeah. uh, what were you gonna say, Jeff? You took a big breath. Were you gonna speak, or you just? Uh, uh, he also got bested by Ant Man. <laughs> That's like, true. <laughs> oh, you can't even. You can't even beat the smallest, <laughs> tiniest little white guy. Wait, did that happen in Civil War? No, uh, it was Ant Man. That was in Ant Man. Because Falcon's an Ant Man. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. He, he breaks into. I forgot about Avengers. that. Okay. Yeah. And then when they like see each other in Civil War, it's all like, "Don't talk about that." Yeah, like, exactly. keep your mouth shut. Yeah. We keep that shut between your mouth. us. I'm talking about Shaft. I forgot about that. Uh, but I. So this movie, I don't know. I just thought it was great for this to be the first one. Do I think it's great that it took until 2018? No, of course not. But let's be honest. There wasn't. There were a handful of good comic book movies in, you know, say before 1989, you know, and in the 20th century, there's not a lot. So it took the 21st century for us to get good comic book movies with people of any race. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's it's not the same level of like, oh, it's a it's a it's a crime that we didn't have Black Panther. Just imagine if they made a Black Panther in 1997, mm-hmm. how awful that movie would oh have been. Oh, my God. They would Which, have actually been in blackface. How many Wayans <laughs> would have been in it? I think all of them. Oh, uh, Wow. 
I think Keenan probably would have been Black Panther. If I just <laughs> Here's what would have happened. They would have dressed up as the white girls and then put on blackface <laughs> oh, to do the movie. Because <laughs> that's some triple Inception level Wayans shit <laughs> yeah, right there. That's... The Wayans are always uh, operating. Something that are... I gotta say, Damon Wayans Jr. is hilarious. Like He's one of my favorite comedic actors of like current time. He's uh, periodically been on and off of uh, New Girl. He was in the pilot, mm -hmm. and yeah. then they renewed that show, Happy Endings, that he was on. And then he had to you know, leave for a little while, but then he came back. And I think he's very funny. Uh, but uh, I, I always liked Damon Wayans Sr. You know, I, oh, yeah. I always felt like I feel like he's a little difficult to work with, just from what you hear, uh, because you feel like he should just have a much bigger career. You know, I mean, I think he's much more talented than people that have uh, better careers. And look, I'll just compare him to other black actors because then you're not going to say like, well, yeah, why doesn't he have a great career? Mm. Why, why doesn't he have Martin Lawrence's career? You know, I, uh, which which career is that? Well, the one he used to have, oh, okay. not the one he has now, yeah. not like Bad Boys Three, right? In like that we've Ten been years. promised for like a century. I mean, yeah. Damon had that uh, network sitcom for forever like my wife and, my wife kids. and kids that's right oh, he did yeah. have that yeah and also by the way we were talking about black superheroes uh blank man oh, uh, yes. so let's uh yeah so what we're saying Wait, what was that movie the wayans movie where they got they drank like that senseless or whatever where he it's him and david spade uh like marlon wayans and david oh, or, i don't know this movie. not maybe not marlon but it's like he drinks this formula and he gets like super sight or super hearing and wow. it's like a silly, goofy comedy, like, late 90s style. I don't remember My that. favorite uh, thing from the entire Wayans viewer would be uh, <laughs> I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, the uh, oh, yeah. the send-up of black exploitation movies, which, mm. of course, features the famous cameo from Chris Rock, where he walks into the rib joint, let me get one rib. <laughs> and Chris Rock says that 30 years later, people still, every day, somebody comes up to him and says, let me get one rib. Oh, so despite his career since, yeah. uh, <laughs> he's still that guy. But anyway, so look, I'm just saying that, you know, the, this is a great time for this movie to be made well. And, you know, it's for other people to say that it should have uh, happened sooner. Uh, and the movie that Jeff was talking about, he just handed to me, Senseless. I've seen the box of this at, at like Blockbuster or somewhere, but uh, I've never picked it up. And 20 years old it. now. 1998. <laughs> it says, it listed as a comedy, comma, romance. Is that accurate? Is it a I comedy mean, and a romance? Of course. Because it's Because he's using these super senses to like find the <laughs> finest females yeah. of 1998. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, that was a, that was a stretch where uh, studios were convinced that they just had to pair David Spade up with anybody. You know, after unfortunately Chris Farley died, there's yeah. a movie that he's in with Artie Lang. You know, it's just like Spade and someone. It'll it'll work. It'll always work. Uh, but anyway, Will, sort of beyond the movie in and of itself, uh, what are you hearing and reading, and what are just some of your thoughts for uh, you know, sort of how a movie like this can be more important than just oh, hey, this is a superhero movie that's very entertaining. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I was reading this morning, just looking at the box office numbers and a couple of different things, and like teachers took their kids to see it, and like just what kids are saying about it and how it inspires them in different communities. I mean, it gives voice to people who like have been looking, and and you hear a lot about. Um, anybody uh, you know who is a minority or a woman or something like that who feels like they're not represented and I remember like there was this thing about Ninja Turtles where this little girl loved the Ninja Turtles and she would drew a girl Ninja Turtle and her mom was like what did you draw she's like it's stupid it'll never happen and like that's a slightly different example but like any time so like kids I'm sure growing up seeing all these superheroes and not really seeing any black superheroes are like but where's my voice you know what I mean it's the same thing with Santa like people get mad when there's a black Santa I'm like first of all he's not a 
was not a real dude. Like Saint whoa, Nicholas. Whoa, 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 whoa. Saint whoa, Nicholas allegedly, is a real dude. Allegedly. The version that we're selling to people yeah. is not. And so like when there's somebody who represents a community who speaks to the community that gives them a sense of belonging and purpose in the rest of the world, that's super important. And so like I was talking to a buddy of mine and I was like, is it my favorite Marvel movie? Like from a technical standpoint and the way that everything comes together? Um, not necessarily, but it's probably the probably the most important Marvel movie alongside Winter Soldier, I would think. Because Winter Soldier did a good job at kind of addressing our political climate and a couple of different things and being about real-world issues. And this is even more so, I think, um, especially with, with everything that's happening now. And definitely raises interesting points about that whole hiding away thing, you know what I mean? And and you you sympathize with the villain, which is a good... That's how you uh, have a good bad guy, you know what I mean? It doesn't just exist you're, you're, to be evil. Your best bad guys, when you hear them speak, you there's a few things, you know, like they take it... You know, like Magneto says a lot of things that you're like, well, that's too much. But then when you get beneath the surface, like, well, yeah, a lot of that, that yeah. seems to me. Even I Lex Luthor, I mean, right. when you get to the point that, you know, he wants to, what did, what did he want to do in the original Richard Donner? Basically uh, cut California off. Yeah. So that Sell uh, beachfront, beachfront property. property. So not that. Stupid. Not that. Yeah. But, you know, other things that he right. says. Right. You know, things that he says well, about. Comic book Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah, comic book Lex Luthor. And even though he's the much maligned Lex Luthor, the Jesse Eisenberg Superman has some, uh, Lex Luthor has some great points about Superman. Yeah. He's like, this is alien that you're just going to let run around. Like right. maybe maybe there should be some checks and balances. So this I think is a great villain, and I, it's like you you're hesitant to call him a villain up until the point where he becomes king and he starts you know burning shit. Yeah. But before that, you're just like, well, no. I mean, he's kind of got some good points. Uh, Jeff, I felt like you were sitting on something that you wanted to. Contribute. I was going to say one. There is a female Ninja Turtle. She existed. Yeah, in Venus. The... It's not good. Yeah. Well, she's not good. That. It was like this short lived like live action Ninja oh, Turtles no. movie show. TV show. Yeah. And it was just like really it bad. Was and there was like a girl one who was light blue. It's like she you can't even find blue. a new fucking color. Yeah. Really, you gotta her go name, light blue. Her name was Venus. I'm so, surprised they didn't make her pink. To be I'm, honest with you. I'm, yeah. Well, yeah, it would have it would have sold better. Right. You know, I mean, let's be honest. I'm surprised that there isn't a girl Ninja Turtle. I mean, just considering how long that they've been around at this point. Well, now know? the the Nickelodeon started another cartoon after the most recent one concluded and they redesigned all the turtles and April's black in this one. All right. So I'm like, so what's the fucking girl? Just make one up. Jesus just, Christ. Just it's been around I'm, for like 30 years. I mean, look, you don't even have just to put it. her, you don't have to put her in every episode. No. Is her name Patrice O'Neill? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's and She's hysterical. Uh, yeah. So I, to your point though, about a movie like this being important, I think that says a lot that we're at a point where a comic book movie can be considered important. Well, know? they have to be. I think that's the way they transcend the the genre, too. And everyone's like, oh, they're just like blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But like, they, they have to start being about actual things. Because that's why I got burned out on Marvel movies. Because they well, because were not, there were four of them every year? Well, that and also <laughs> like they were not really about anything more than furthering the comic book universe. They didn't really stand for a lot beyond the surface even homecoming was like cute and there was some nice stuff to it like spider-man struggles and stuff but th that's why winter soldier stuck out to me because i was like oh yeah it feels like we're dealing with this shit right now especially now like even more so after it's come out with like the trump administration and stuff like that that like with black panther it's like okay i think we can start realizing that and i that's why i value the dc movies man of steel and batman versus superman especially even though people didn't like them and they were clunky they really endeavored to say something and communicate something greater than like this fucking weird 
like, oh, and then the next one's coming out, and there's, but there's an explosion in the end, and they win. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like the Nolan Batman films. Yeah, those were great, and I thought Batman vs Superman actually really shot for the moon with a couple of its themes. It just fell flat in terms of some of the way that it came together. Yeah, I think that uh, to that point, I would say Winter Soldier did do a great job. I yeah. mean, if you think about, if you follow the story arc of Steve Rogers' Captain America in the movies, you know, it's been a very, very steep decline from that point for sort of what his standing is. Right. You know, there's even the joke in Spider-Man Homecoming. It's like, yeah, I think he's a criminal now or something, but just watch this video, you yeah. know, when they're showing it in school. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, obviously that will uh, be tied up very soon mm-hmm. in uh, Infinity War. You think he's going to die? I think all of them are going to die, actually. Uh, all of the uh, Phase 1. They're going to die? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do. I think everybody's going to wow. die and then maybe be recast as, you know, there'll be another Thor. Chris like, Hemsworth says he wants to do another Thor movie. Well, then uh, he, of will, he, he will. He will. Yeah. He just got to do a fucking movie with Taiko Waititi. <laughs> no. And well, now, I walk. I, uh, look, I got to say this because you just brought it up. I walked out of Black Panther saying, like, wow, that was really good. I really enjoyed it. Still think I like Thor 3 better. <laughs> I mean, Thor 3 is a lot of fun. This movie is fun, but it, it's a different movie. It's a very different well, the movie. The entertainment it, values yeah. are yeah, different I, because I, it's also about something more. For sure. I was saying, like, Taika's sense of humor like works perfectly with what I want to laugh and enjoy right. in a movie. So, of course, I'm going to connect to that right. better. I still thought, like, that doesn't take away anything from this movie. But it's like, oh, you mean you want to go to another set where you don't have to follow the script and you just make a lot of jokes and stuff? Oh, that's weird. That's yeah, crazy my, you'd want to do that. My friend, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm just going to do it. He was Taika's uh, personal assistant while they were shooting. And I guess the time, the day that Matt Damon was on set, like to um, his little cameo cameo the night before him Taika and Chris Hemsworth all went out and got fucking hammered (laughs) (laughs) and the next day Taika was like still trashed and Chris Hemsworth like drunkenly pulls my buddy aside he's like mate you have to take care of Taika today because I don't know if he can do it. Like he was just like <laughs> so fucking drunk and all the Matt Damon, I guess, was very puffy and they had to like digitally uh, like he was a little puffy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean that's Matt Damon in two thousand well, seventeen. Yeah. You know? I mean that's that's really he's he's just in a puffy state. That's why he did that downsizing movie, just so that yes, he can so weigh it a, little be a little smaller. Yeah. Uh, which did anybody see that? that no. I did. It was not good. It, it, it was very uh, bad. Yeah. I thought that the idea was interesting, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to sit through the movie good. and apparently it's not really that much about the downsizing. Downsizing. It's not. It's yeah. bad. It's really bad. But what's a good movie is the movie we're actually talking about. Yes, is uh, Black Panther. And yeah, I think that it is. It is a great movie. It is an important movie. But fast forward to a few years from now, when I'm just sitting around, I'm like, you know, I kind of want to watch a Marvel movie. I'm much more likely to put on uh, Thor three, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. You yeah. know, those are like just fun. Those are those are more my kind of movies. You somebody know, just said on Facebook the first Avenger is their least favorite Marvel movie. Of I all saw time. somebody. I saw that too. I, I it might like, be somebody that we both know because I, I was just like, I'm not even going to comment on that. Sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. Look, it's just not like, for you, everybody. I, in good, you understand. You can't say that. Like there are so many that are so I mean, fucking average. Look, there there are movies that I like more than other people, but I think if you live in a world, a dark world, where yeah. you think Thor two is better than Captain America, <laughs> then I don't know that we should talk about that universe. I think that's you, true. That person and I was like, you know what? Let's just not. Let's yeah. just not have that conversation. Do you, you know? You, do you want to talk? You want to talk about the weather? I feel like they would immediately be like. You, I mean, yeah, but I was talking about like you know ones that people actually know about. Yeah, uh, I would argue that Captain America (parentheses) 1990 
is better than Thor: Dark Starring World. Starring Matt Salinger. Matt Salinger was a great Captain JD America. Salinger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it was, it was just from beginning to end. You're like, this is a cool story. And you know what I like about the Marvel movies is when they're different. This mm-hmm. is very different from all of them. There's, it's a lot of different kind of movies at once. You know, mm-hmm. there is the rich tribal ancestry and the rituals that they have there, which I thought was interesting, juxtaposed with like techier tech than James Bond has. You yeah. know, and I there thought there was that, a Q. Yeah, with his yeah, sister. I love, I love that his sister was basically Q. I yeah. thought that I'm like, this is actually kind of cool, and uh, I thought that. Uh, it was just cool to watch him, you know, into action. I love that it's like, oh, well, why don't you try on this suit and see what happens when when you get shot, you yeah. know, and you can redirect the kinetic energy. Right. So uh, I, I loved it from, from that level because that's like the superhero stuff. I thought that that was all great, you know. I thought uh, it it was great in that level. And then also just you see him weighing the options of family, responsibility to his people, responsibility to the world. Uh, being king of Wakanda doesn't seem like it's for everybody, no. you know? Uh, don't, I'm going to say that Michael B. Jordan, not a great king of uh, Wakanda. I, I, no. I, I might be going out on a limb there. Is it- I think they should have done two things to improve that part of the movie. One, put a scar on his eye. Mm, and two, tell me more. have him dry up all the land. <laughs> <laughs> I had a very, there was a lot of Lion King moments there, for me. Uh, when he in goes it, to the ancestral goes, plane yeah. and he talks, to, he I was talks, like, oh, it's like they straight up yeah. like ripped those colors off. Yeah. From, I was just like, was. I was like, oh, it's Mufasa. Yeah. Oh, I mean, T'Chaka. Yeah. You mean, oh, that giant, that big cat, that's actually his dad. That's, yeah. Somehow similar to a lion who is yeah, your dad. There's always things in movies where you're like, oh, it's full of plot holes. And when people really love something, they don't pay attention to them. But when they yeah. want to hate something, they you can always find them. So there's, there's, I don't think there's any movie that you can't right. find flaw with if, you, if you're flaws. determined. Oh, yeah. you know? The one thing that I leaned over to Rachel and said, like, just would be funny as like a goofy thing, was like when they were like giving him the drink to go to the ancestral planet. I was like, why don't they just fucking poison the drink and kill him? <laughs> and then he'd be dead. Like, but yeah. that's not that's not the they're, they're I know, proud but people. I was just like, uh, but when you're you right. know that a conflict has to resolve this way and the people don't want him, I was like, just fucking just kill him. The one thing that was unclear to me after uh, everything that went down was like, one, why don't you replant that seed that you took from the heart shaped sure. thing so yeah. that you can regrow the well, garden? He needed and the power, otherwise he wouldn't have for been sure. Able to win. Exactly, but now I'm saying like either that was. A plot hole mm. or something that they didn't fully express is like, is he now the last Black Panther? I, I think that that's the idea is that he would be the last Black Panther, yeah. you know, which maybe that'll be. Well, a, a, maybe black... it makes sense where Wakanda is now to become part of the world. So you don't need a king defender. You're just like your entire armies can yeah. go off and do. Th- you don't need one guy who's like your secret agent head right. of everything. Well, that'll either be the plot of Black Panther 2 or 3, which is basically the same theme from Thor. It's like, you don't actually need it. The power of the Black Panther is within you. <laughs> it's gonna That's gonna happen. The power of the try. Black Panther well, was in I'm you I'm hoping that there's a power of the great white ape and we can get some straight up like Mjobu versus oh, shit. whatever the cat's name was. <laughs> I can't remember all the fucking names, but it was like the big great ape was like Matma or something. I don't even remember. It was like they used real names. That was the cool thing. Is yeah. the the a the monkey god that they worshipped is like a real Indian the god in the mountains. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then the the cat god that they were worshiping is another one that's like taken from real. The monkey mythology. god they worship is the one that's in rampage with the rock, right? I think that's so. coming out the uh, white ape. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Which doesn't the giant th- one. that movie? It looks like they 
they, they kept the same they kept the same crew and used some of the same sets from uh, Jumanji. Just, oh, no, I can tell you for a fact it's all the same shit because oh. it's the Rock's production company. Okay. So I, when he first was like figuring oh, this shit out like fuck? years ago, he was like, "Me and so and so got the right to like rampage," and the guy who plays the ape is just like a tall guy like doing this <laughs> motion cap, really? and it's like a same guy who does like his production company is doing all these movies you're yeah. constantly seeing him in. So like. I think a secret about The Rock's success, success. right he now. He does it for himself. Yeah, he's Great, all, That's what I want to do. Yeah, he's making all these <laughs> you can be the Rock, Will. crappy action movies happen for himself, which is why one they suck, and two <laughs> they make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, he's doing. I'm not like shitting on The Rock. He I'm just knows saying what like his market is. Yeah. yeah, those action movies are can be fun to enjoy, but like let's be honest, how many Rock movies that have come out? San Andreas and yeah, all, are, are good movies that are worth fucking anything. I am so down for Rampage only because I love Giant Monsters. Well, yeah, only because I loved the game Rampage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I like, Giant Monsters they, and I loved Kong Skull Island. So I was like, let's have another Giant Monkey movie. So are you excited but for... But you hated Pacific Rim. I was going to say... Pacific Rim. Oh. Oh, I, th- I was gonna say I actually had the same feeling. I was gonna say, but are you excited for Pacific Rim too? Because I yeah. thought your answer would be no. Specific Rim. Specific Rim. Yeah. Specific yeah. Finn. Um, <laughs> in terms, uh, you know, obviously, I think an important part to talk about the movie Black Panther, yes. which is what we're talking about yes, in a spoiler-heavy way. Which you John really Boyega should have been in this movie. We should have gotten more Star black Wars heroes. Yeah. More black heroes. Get everybody Finn in Finn should have shown up with a lightsaber, and they could have, like, touched tips. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, the strong, literally, and also from a character standpoint, the strong women in yes. this movie. I, I was just like... Like, what does it take to, you know, get some, like, you know, standalone movies? And I don't think you would necessarily get that. But I feel like you can see these characters showing up without Black Panther and some of the other movies. Uh, obviously, you know, they, they uh, I guess Lupita Nyong'o is sort of the one who, like, that name stands out. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, sure. Uh, but uh, also, you know, we already mentioned uh, his sister. I was not familiar with this actress. I, I'm not going to pretend she that I was. She familiar, La- but I don't know. Letitia Wright is yeah. her name. She's um, in something. I just ch- looked her up, and, and when I saw what she was in, I was like, "Oh yeah, that makes yeah, perfect she sense." Uh, and then the the main guard chick was the one who I find fascinating. She's Michonne from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, this that actress yeah. was in a Doctor Who episode called Face the Raven. That's oh. I think the episode where Clara dies. Really? Yeah, because remember, it's like the Raven Is she thing. British. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. Oh. Uh, she was on Black Mirror. Maybe that was something more recently. That's it. That's where and, I'm she was, and she the will, season finale. Of so the she'll new be season. in Ready Player One, okay. and she was in The Commuter, where uh, Liam, Liam Neeson, Neeson fights a train. train I think yeah. is that what happens. I haven't actually seen. I've it. got a particular set of yeah. engineering skills, um, but I thought <laughs> that, that make I, me a nightmare <laughs> for trains like you. I I thought she was a fun character, Shuri. You know the sort of the the little sister dynamic, but just super smart and. Just sort of the ability to like, just come up with all this cool tech for Black Panther. Trying to look at this movie through like overly nitpicky eyes. Sure. I was like, things I could try to find to like be that guy. I was like, oh, so the tech genius is the most light-skinned of all of them. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> she was on that show Humans, the AMC TV show. Ah, that's where I feel like I remember. Oh, from. okay. Um, and uh, we also, of course, had Angela Bassett, yes. uh, a.k.a. Tina Turner, from What's Love Got to Do With It. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, there are a million other movies you could use, but that's what I always think of. And uh, But, yeah, I just thought that the all of the, the, the strong guard women characters, uh, whether they had hair or were wearing wigs or any of that stuff, I just thought that they were great. And 
I don't know. I mean, it's just so many opportunities for women to be like, oh, well, we'll kick a lot of ass while, you know, you do do the superhero stuff. But instead of, you know, just like, all right, I'll have to do everything myself, which is so many movies. Yeah. And uh, I thought uh, there was some great conflict there, you know, sort of when the the new king, when the Killmonger becomes a king. Uh, I thought that uh, it was just great multi-layered uh, storytelling uh, across the board mm. uh, and then not a female character how could you have made this movie without Forrest Whitaker I was so glad that he was there well he's James Earl Jones too Just he's the guy who uh, funded Fruitvale Station the only reason oh. that happened is because of Forrest Whitaker wow did he See, meet Ryan Coogler did they have a connection or something yeah well I mean like that was Coogler's first film I know so but like, how do you, like, I don't know how they I got I need somebody to fund my movie well I think Coogler did grad school at USC he so did, I'd imagine yeah. that's how um, you'd get connected to somebody like that to, I gotta go back to USC well, gotta spend you, could, you could ask one of the hosts one of the podcasts you pr- produce you Natasha's know? Maybe, dad maybe, teaches there you maybe wanna, you, wanna, uh, you wanna finance maybe my movie? Brandy or Ross or somebody yeah, could kick in you know, just a little just a little just a little, just little taste just a little get some back end points yeah. you know something I know I know that they're all tied up in the Celebrity Big Brother house right now but one day one day you'll be able to get money uh, out of all of them uh yeah so i just thought that the the cast was great and it wasn't like jeff saying it's like it wasn't just john boyega and it wasn't like okay well let's get all you know let's get all the recognizable uh black actors and Mm -hmm. we're just gonna only put them in there uh i i think that the uh cast uh, across the board was good. Um, it's not really um, my preference, so I'll have to ask Jeff. Jeff, was the soundtrack good? It was great. Cause I it, thought it was great. Um, I, like, I heard out of context the song from the car chase scene last night when we were doing Marvel TV Weekly, mm-hmm. and uh, I was just like... I've heard this before. Yeah. This was this like went into my ears. I, I, I just didn't recognize it. That's yeah. all. Not even saying that it was bad. It's just it just it's not something that I'm familiar with. The, yeah, the you know, whole it, world. It's um. So the soundtrack. Something that's fascinating about it is that Kendrick Lamar. Uh, and oh, I did know. I, yeah, yeah, I do know who Kendrick Lamar is, and he produced he, it. Or he basically yeah. made the soundtrack. Him and Anthony Top Dog, whatever the the Top Dog Entertainment is, like the the music company he is from. TDE. Mm-hmm. You hear him talking about it all the time, and he. And the guy who like is the head of TDE made the album with uh, accompaniment and like the score from Ludwig Göransson, who's the guy who collaborates with Childish Gambino on all his albums since he helped uh, score all of Community. So it's right. like all of these people are like yeah. my, some of my favorites independently of, of any of this. So it was kind of like a perfect confluence of like, oh, all the people whose musical tastes I love yeah. scoring a film. I'm perfect. glad you mentioned Ludwig Göransson too because he's he did a good job with Creed and I thought that he's worked with Ryan Coogler since Reveals. Did he do Fruitvale Station? He did Creed, but they went together at film school. He was com- like composing there while he was making movies, so yeah. they just started doing stuff together. And like that Creed theme song to me was like equally as important because he gave this new character a theme that was as powerful as I think Rocky's. And so like to see him do the music for and Black Panther, the score for Black Panther, yeah, um, which is was, no small you feat. You can say he scored Get Out too. I mean, Redbone is a lot of Ludwig Göransson doing all that guitar parts. Right, that's true. Just imagine being faced with the challenge of like, okay, so we need you to come up with a new character's version of the Rocky theme. 
you yeah. know, like the, some of the most inspirational music and you're ever. Swedish. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that he like wrote a whole score. Ryan Coogler's like, no, we got to get rid of everything. Like it was just not right. It was a totally different tone, and like he he's like, no, it has to be more Rocky esque. You know what I mean? Like, sure, it has to sound like what people think they want to hear, but a different version of it. So he was like, all right, they started over, and it was good. Uh, so we were making light of, or at least I was, and light pun intended, of Martin Freeman being in the movie. And look, I think it's fun. He, mm -hmm. I think he's a great actor. I loved him on The British Office, and pretty much, I even liked Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He's great on Sherlock. I was just sort of picking things that uh, <laughs> people don't necessarily think of, but he's fantastic on Sherlock. Um, I don't think we needed him in this movie for even one second. No. I don't quite know why he was there mm -hmm. because he's not this beloved character from the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we're all used to. It's not like it's Agent Coulson or somebody that you know we at least have known for a while. He was in one movie, and I'm pretty sure we're not supposed to like him in that movie. He was in just Civil War. I think he it was, was just Civil War. Yeah, oh, I think you're, he's you're Civil right. War, he's in... and he's basically isn't he just like it's the continuation of yeah. that? Like he's. The closest, like, um, he was the guy who first was dealing with T'Challa. So it's basically they yeah. just have, like, they have a his connection to yeah. the American government is he already yeah. knows this guy. And this guy already knows that he's essentially a superhero. So you don't have this awkward, like, aren't you supposed to be the king of a third world country yeah. and yet you're a superpowered superhuman? Like, right. where did that come from? Oh, we already explained it a couple movies ago. I needed him to die. And not in a mean way. Mm. When well, he when he was getting shot at in the thing, and he's like, "Plug me back in." I was like, "Oh, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna sacrifice himself." himself. Like, That's perfect because yeah. the cliche is always that the black guy dies first. Yeah, and that this one guy, like, you know what I mean? I was like, he he needs to die. Like, I think thematically, like, it'd be great if he. It would just be a really sweet moment. And if he fucking survived somehow, you know, he had like 5% left. And I was like, what? What? Also think if you have like one of your few fucking grieving moments of this all black film is for the one white guy. That's in true. It, that, that could. I, well, they didn't need to spend time grieving him. I think they could have just like had but, it. But I mean, you're going to not grieve the guy who just sacrificed himself to save you? Well, maybe that was the thing. Maybe they don't need a white guy. So I, I, I think, don't know. But I'm thinking know. that's probably the one reason why you don't let him kill himself. Because right. in every other movie, you let him die in that scene. But now you're like. Do we really need the white, the white guy being the martyr of the black film? <laughs> I don't yeah, think so. That, that's you're a great right, point. That's right. like, you know, uh, it wouldn't have gone the way they wanted to if it wasn't for Whitey. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, you're Whitey. Right. Right. Yeah, and I, they also probably have very detailed plans for future movies and what he's going to do. Of course. Them and, he's like yeah. the new Coulson, I think. Well, but, he, uh, from the uh, small video I saw, his character is supposed to show up in uh, Black Panther a good amount. Like, he's mm. not an irregular character to be involved in Black Panther. Right. Well, I, I think that, uh, that that's good. One of the things I was sort of reading after the fact was uh, a minor character was going to be a character from Marvel, like from the 70s, called Nightshade. And then they actually changed the name of the character because Nightshade's going to appear in Luke Cage season two. So oh, yeah. I was just a little tidbit that I got. You wow, know, it's thanks. like it's, it's kind of hard to get news about those Netflix shows. Jessica you know? Jones season two. Soon any any day out. now. I think it's March 9th. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I know it's very soon. And uh, I'm excited David about Tenet that. David Tennant coming back? I, don't, uh, I, I thought he was dead. Yeah, like, I think he... So I if you want to... need him to stay okay, dead. If you want to know, my thinking is that he is definitely dead, yeah. but because he existed so much inside of her head yeah. that she'll still see him sometimes. I see, I see. And I think that that's a great workaround. Don't put him in every episode. No. You know, maybe have it be a pivotal moment or something. But uh, yeah, I, I don't want to see him alive, for right, sure. Right. As much as I love David Tennant. Did I you ever like watch, like, Dexter? <clears throat> yeah. I did not, no. Uh, so there's like a, a trope that they use is Dexter's dad. It yeah. like talks to him as essentially functions like his 
both conscience. his extra passenger and his conscience. Yeah. Whereas in the books, he straight up just has like a demon that fucking like oh, really? lives inside his head. That, wow. Like, he's like, and I felt it like open its leathery wings and command like kill. And wow. then he gets like almost wow. supernatural powers, like stalkering like powers in the night. People just like don't see him type shit. It's not like overly supernatural but the books are really interesting how the huh. character is totally different that's fine <laughs> I will say one th- other quick thing I want to say about Martin Freeman real quick because I like that they refer to him as the colonist oh, yeah, yeah I do like funny. that they refer to him as the colonist and they sort of talked about you know colonists uh, in, in general mm-hmm. uh, things like that they uh, just refer to them as colonists yeah. like in uh, all their their speech same way as you get like some of those old school Brits who it's like you weren't alive for this you don't call us the colonies like you've been born long since we were a country like come on right Thousands and thousands. Of them. Uh, yeah. Will, they don't seem to bother you in the way that they used to, but uh, Stan Lee in the casino? Yes. How'd you feel about that? Yeah, that's all right. He took uh, T'Challa's winnings that went unclaimed. Yes. So, Typical. Uh, do you think that uh, Stan took those winnings and gave them to Jack Kirby's estate in some kind of I hope so. way to, <laughs> to repay past I heard a story, estate. I don't know if this is true, my buddy told me, SLC Greeno told me this. It could be just like some bullshit that people make up, but it was funny. He's like, I guess back in the day, like Stan Lee wasn't like as as much a king of inclusion and nice things as people think he was. And he told Jack Kirby that I guess he thought the Black Panther book needed more white people in it. So Jack Kirby drew like a sequence where like the Black Panther beats up a bunch of KKK members and was like, there's a, there's more white people. That's, that's, that's actually awesome. kind of awesome. Yeah. I hope it's true. I don't know if it's true, but I like to tell it because it seems like it would be great. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about... Uh, Cute the end- cat clan. Yeah. CCC. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the end credit scenes. I think that the well, the mid credit scene is the one where uh, T'Challa is speaking in front of the United Nations. Yeah. And I kind of like... The, the scene m- that didn't need to be mid credit scene? Like it was still part of the story? Yeah, it was still part of the story. But that's, yeah. that's how they, they, they dole it out now. Yeah. You know? Well, now they're instead of being like having to film something new for your post credit that fucking ends and adds on cherries to your movie that right. you don't need you're like all right well we finished the movie we'll just give you that extra chops yeah. in the midst of the, the, the credits that's scene. what you fucking want <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's like look everybody's been holding their bladder in for two hours and 15 minutes anyway so you know what they're gonna be fine uh what i liked about that scene and why i bring it up is they're like, yeah, but what are you going to show us? And he just smiles instead of like, oh, here's what I'm going to show you. And then like, <laughs> I like the spaceship like comes <laughs> in. and I like that they have that moment twice at both ending moments of the movie. Because the kid's like, who are you? And then he smiles, and then it's like credits, and you're like, he's the Black Panther. And then they go to the mid-credits, and he's like, what are you going to show us? And then they kind of smile, and then it ends. I was like, nice, you milked the same moment two times in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's uh, if an emotion works once, do it again. Also, and I again. like that it was France that was like, would, could you possibly I, I could you show us that we don't course, have friends? Uh, we have all of the resources. We, we have need. elected Macron. We are yeah. so uh, progressive. Black person, stay away from me. We also have Captain <laughs> Baguette. Captain Baguette, Captain the only Baguette. superhero who smokes. He sits at cafes and drinks coffee and he smokes. Talks coffee. about how <laughs> disgusting <laughs> Americans <laughs> are. Uh, and then, of course, the end credit scene, which is sort of not really a reveal. It's just sort of a continuation of the end credit scene we got from Civil War, which yeah. was we already knew that Bucky was in Wakanda and that T'Challa was helping to rehabilitate him, mostly because he's one of the most wanted criminals, I guess, uh, in, in the United States in or the in the world. world. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the world. Uh, but I, great to see Sebastian Stan. Last time sure. I saw him, he no was arm. beating up Tanya Harding. That was yeah. the last time I oh, saw yeah. Sebastian so Stan. Yeah. And uh, there are a lot of times where I kind of you kind of forget. I'm like, wait, that's Bucky. Yeah. Bucky, no. 
Don't beat up Harley Quinn. Imagine if he had an electric or like a robot arm to beat her with. Oh man, she would have died. <laughs> she would have landed that fucking triple axel. <laughs> <what> she would have <laughs> done. Uh, and it uh, it gives you the impression that uh, T'Challa's sister Shuri will be in Infinity War if she's. Is it bad that I just read that on IMDb? At the top of her credits, is yeah. Avengers Infinity War. I think well, I, they also see, gave I, her fucking gauntlets yeah, to make her have true. some sort of reason is to she exist. A, is she a hero in the book? Does she? Well, again, somebody? my lack of familiarity with Black Panther uh, factors into this, so I, I don't, don't think know. So. But I, I think no. that she's a cool character, and I think that they're just like, yeah, we'll, we'll factor. My thinking is that pretty much everybody is in Infinity War, and whether <laughs> this or not movie, I'm, I'm whether or not see how this works. Whether or not you it's get fucking crazy, I think you're gonna get. If you get anything, you'll get cameos from some of like the like the Netflix characters. I wish they just one acknowledgement. I just want like I a it, second. But I like, need it linked more than it already is because I, like watching through all of Punisher, I was like, nobody talks about anybody enough. Like, yeah. Also, you're all in Hell's Kitchen for fuck's sake. Like, it is the tiniest part of New York. Please mention each other every goddamn once in a yeah, while. Or like a cop just being like, "What is with all the oh, fucking well, psychos in this sudden, neighborhood this one, like, dressing up like fucking pansies?" and beating yeah. each other up. For it's what's in the War, water. I just want a moment where you have like all the heroes assembled, right? Everybody's right. there and they're ready to fight. And then if you want to have during the back, and you can have them way in the back, just just the defenders. Put them in a yeah. shawarma restaurant. They're like, should we do, should we do something? Like, nah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, Jessica Jones will just crack open another bottle of Southern Comfort or something. Like, yeah. nah. You know, yeah. and then We're it's like, good. yeah. That'd be fine. I mean, just, I agree, though. I want that level of inclusion. Or yeah. you get the Battle of New York 2.0, and then when all the fucking, um, when all the Chitari like, land in Hell's Kitchen, there's just, like, the four of them standing there, like, I just need something. No further. <laughs> <laughs> They're just the beating up the Chitauri. back? Is that what's happening in this one? Yeah. So that Captain America oh, right. can, that's like, come by and just, like, watching them beat him up and be like, I, I have a hard time. No, I don't know if Marvel fans know this, but. Jack Kirby created the New Gods for DC, which is a huge part of the DC lore that created Darkseid, sure. Apocalypse, all those things. Marvel didn't want him to do it. He came to Stanley and everybody with his idea for the New Gods, and they were like, no, this is not a good idea. So he was like, well, fine, fuck y'all, left. And then Marvel was like, oh, it's hugely popular and successful over at DC. Let's just go ahead and do the same thing. Sure. And they made, uh, what's Thanos? Thanos. And you look at them side by side, you're like, yeah, this is the same guy. They're definitely the same, the same guy. I've <laughs> always felt that, they're, yeah, they're definitely the yeah. same guy. But So they fucking, listen, DC had it first, Marvel took it, they could have had it. God damn it. Mm -hmm. But who's going to do more with it? Well, yeah, now Marvel. Yeah, exactly. DC doesn't so. know what the fuck it's doing with itself. They really don't. Mm -hmm. uh, and Hire me. Th I'll come should. up with a whole slate of movies. I'll put a whole cinematic universe so, together overnight. Let me uh, ask you this in our uh, final moments here as we wind down. If if DC had done the first black superhero movie, who would you like it to be? What character do you think would have been the Green best Lan one? Green Lantern. Black, black Green Lantern. Lantern. John Stewart. I have to just refer to that. Black because Black Light. Well, well, he's got a TV, show, got a TV now. show now, yeah. but, but he wouldn't have at he's the time. Amazing. But the draw, but the popularity of the name. Green Lantern. Like Black Lightning worked for TV because everyone's like, what? Oh, that looks cool. But like yeah. Green Lantern would... But obviously it originally with Hal Jordan, so that's kind of like, oh, well, he's just the second one. Right, it would be like but if Cyborg, you did an Iron Man movie with Rhodey. They've been know? trying to sh like force Cyborg into this like 
role of being like an important part of the Justice League, and he fucking never was. He was one of the pivotal Teen Titans members, and always was that. Only until the past like ten years have they been like, oh, he's he's really important. Believe us, he's really important. Yeah, but it was always uh, like on the cartoon, like Green Lantern was John Stewart. Well, it also makes sense now that a cyborg would become more uh, increasingly important as like our entire existence yeah, exists around yeah, technology. Right. Yeah, Whereas it's before it was like, what's Cyborg going to interact with? Like the one computer in this town? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Wait, let me plug in. <laughs> <laughs> Cyborg, where, do you, where can you find out? Hold on, I'm dialing. Okay, but what about... Stop! Yeah, it's the AOL boys. Uh, it's like, sorry, Welcome. my dad's on the phone. You have to wait for him you to hang up. Yeah. Uh, except, of course, he's, he's, his dad's dead, isn't he? Yeah. yeah sorry. Sorry to bring you down, Cyborg. <laughs> but who's the next... Big black superhero movie. I don't know that whether uh, Marvel or DC has. I don't know if it's in the works. I don't Uncle know. Drew. DC was going to do a cyborg movie, but uh, Justice League's not. You feel like kind of you feel like everything is uh, on the back burner, except of course for uh, Weird Aquaman, shit. which is done. Aquaman. Or the, I don't know if it's done, done, but they they did principal it's, photography. It's yeah. it Shazam. Yeah. Shazam. Zachary Levi is Shazam. Not filmed right? yet. Yeah. And then Suicide Squad two. And then apparently David Ayer is also doing Gotham City Sirens with his like a Harley Quinn thing. And then Joss Whedon's going to do Batgirl. And I'm like, we can, I think Whedon can retire from the superhero thing. I think he's actually, his charm appealed and worked for the first Avengers, but he's sort of aged out of it. I think you're definitely right. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I was never he, a huge Whedon guy, but I thought he did a great job on the first yes. Avengers. Yeah. They thought that he could save Justice League, which was the fucking worst idea. Like, let's take two completely opposing ways of making a movie yeah. and ram them together. And Kind of like having Ron Howard take over the Han Solo movie. Oh, God, don't, I don't, I'm like, I, I hope it'll be good. About that I, movie. I, Those, I, the trailers, make me really like bleh. he says like two things and I'm like man I really wish they cast a guy who looked and talked like Harrison Ford yeah. I wish we had that but I, I'm always excited about Lando every time I see yeah. that trailer oh, God. Honestly, every time maybe that'll be the next Marvel superhero black movie They'll just would be Lando, Lando movie. They Lando just... will be the crossover between Star Wars Fuck, and Marvel please, just yes. replace Han Solo with Ludwig Göransson <laughs> <laughs> what he can't do anything bad <laughs> couldn't be worse <laughs> just makes music <laughs> he's just playing guitar like Han what are you doing Solo. Yeah. So, uh, the trailer was before Black Panther, but as yeah. you think about you know movies coming up, uh, do you feel like Ant Man and the Wasp will be kind of a letdown for you after having something like Black Panther, or because Ant Man was so fun, you're like, oh, I just hope it's like that again? Yeah, it's more of that. I think I really enjoyed Ant Man. I think I was surprised by it. It was one of your favorites, from what I remember it was, saying, because just because it was, it was like fun, a and, fun little yeah. spin-off yeah. movie. But I think one of the like key moments of that movie was something that had gotten stolen from like a previous director which was the whole mini fight which was stolen oh that was from uh, Edgar Edgar Wright Wright. his original version that's a great point yeah that was actually Edgar Wright's that was like I think the only thing that survived from his version it's totally Edgar Wright like to a T and it it (laughs) made that movie in a lot of ways he I mean that whole movie would not have gotten made if Edgar Wright hadn't been championing it for like Ten years. I know. Shot a test reel, showed it at Comic Con, got it off the ground, did everything, and then was like, "Well, my vision kind of differs from Marvel." And they were like, "Then you have to leave." Yeah. <laughs> thanks, well, thanks for doing this for us and making us all this money. I mean, now you can piss off. Uh, if I ran that business, I'd be like, uh, as much as I love Edgar Wright, I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, well, that's not what's uh, we 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 gotta we gotta make money." And as they say, Will, it's not called show friends, show, show business, biz. yeah. business. Yeah. And who knows more about show business than the three of us? That is why Nobody. we are here on the Not 
Black Cast, the Black Panther installment of the Black Cast. Uh, and uh, we hope. Are that you saying people... that because Ken's not on, or? <laughs> I'm sure he didn't see the movie. Uh, he probably you know? didn't. No. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> usually see any movies. I'll... He doesn't ever. Uh, yeah, but he's he's always up to date on the crazy chicks and yeah. you know the daily mail i'll get texts from him and like if i were to go through my text history with ken it's all stories about like things from the daily mail that he thinks are funny you yeah. know and it's there's not that many of them but it's always stuff like that um i thought i don't know if you guys experienced any of this uh living in hollywood like this past weekend or this the weekend of uh, black panther's release is just absolutely fucking crazy because in los angeles this weekend we had it was Black History Month, yeah. the release of Black Panther, mm-hmm. the NBA All-Star Weekend yes. in Los Angeles, and it all fucking showed up on my front door, because every neighborhood, every street around me all weekend was just fucking shit show. The really? yeah. example that I usually use about uh, the NBA All-Star Weekend, I think it was maybe 10 years ago, the last time that it was here, you have never seen more people outside waiting to get in to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles than during NBA All-Star Weekend. <laughs> I was just like, it's like, I, I'm like, are they like taking numbers? Because it was like the whole block. It's like a community event type yeah. thing. Yeah. Like you, I, I remember when I was living in Boston even, it was like, you know, in Boston being like a predominantly white area like my few black friends would it was like oh it's nba all-star weekend we got plans yeah, yeah. It's, it was almost like super bowl weekend and it was just like I, it was weird being like uh, like knowing these people so well and then being like you're not even basketball fans why are you care about the all-star game but it was just i don't know it's just a yeah. thing i guess my wife and i once went to vegas for my birthday uh for a long weekend not knowing that it was nba all-star weekend yeah. and uh Vegas can be very crowded on any weekend, but it was really hard to get around. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the All-Star game. All right, I got you. Uh, anyway, I... The only All-Star game anybody gives a shit about. No, the baseball one. People care about that one? Yeah. Because it act- that's the only one that actually ha- matters in it, any way. Well, it, it do- they don't do that anymore as of oh, this yeah? year, but it determined home field advantage for the World Series. Oh. But that's the one where the game at least most resembles the game that you watch during the season. Because there's no reason to change it up yeah. that much. Yeah. It's baseball. The, the <laughs> worst is definitely the Pro Bowl because yeah. it's like you might, as, you might as well do like a flag football version right. of, of that they don't he's gonna to get hurt nobody yeah. yeah yes well because the whole it's such a violent sport and it's like hey you, there's no incentive i mean you, you actually i mean you get you do win um more money if you're on the winning team or whatever Sweet. but it's like is it for charity though no no it's for you it's, it's for going you. in your pocket yeah. come on sure. well because you got to think like some of these guys you have to recognize your career may only be like five years yeah and so the yeah NFL, you may the be winning and- like or making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year but uh, if you go like you get fucked up in those yeah, five years, that's the rest. The of fact your that the NFL life. doesn't have guaranteed contracts is at this point that their players' association hasn't. You know, I mean, with all the injury so problems bad. they have, you're like, well, you gotta, you gotta do something. You know, and because of the turnover, it's yeah. too hard. That it's too hard to unionize. That's true. When you have like a 53 man roster, it's built into the game that like one person won't even play the same position all game because they'll like need to come in and out. Yeah, it's it. it versus like a basketball or or something where it's like your star player is your star player 
and baseball, the only reason they have like the best fucking contracts and everything in the world is because they've existed for forever. Yeah. So they've been able to like lock themselves out enough times. And it's during, uh, I think baseball also has the unique advantage of its season occurs when no other season is occurring. Yeah. So there's no alternative. Right. And also, to your point, the longevity of baseball players, the, you know, you have a guy like Roger Clemens or Tom Glavin who more than 15 years, they're actually like active. So, you know, you can definitely unionize and rally around that, which is what everybody tuned in to hear about on yep. our podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, Red thanks. circle moment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. Thanks to everybody uh, who uh, joined in and uh, listened. That's how you joined in. You didn't actually contribute, but uh, with your ears. We always appreciate mm-hmm. that. Uh, let us know what you think. At Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T on Twitter. The Blackcast on Facebook. And Blackcast.com. You can't post anything there, but I always want to mention it. And you can reach me on Twitter at Christian DMZ. And as I mentioned, our next episode, I'm going to speak a little bit more about Black Panther with the past Blackcast guests, Alexis Torres and Shalik. Gordon, and uh, I think they'll have a different perspective than uh, the uh, the three Dutch boys sitting w- here. Woke as we may try to be. Look, mm-hmm. we look. I try to be woke, but yeah. uh, by the way, there's a little stretch of the movie where my wife was the opposite of woke uh, because <laughs> it was the most comfortable chairs that we sat in. Oh, you're in the recline. Oh, I thought yeah. you meant she was making racist comments. Oh no, you. no, I meant not awoke. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So yeah. Uh, Can you imagine Heather just being like, <laughs> "I'm out. I hate these <laughs> yeah. black." Folks. Imagine she was what? just like, yeah, too many N-words, I'm out. Oh, <laughs> what? What? No, I just I didn't actually say Heather, it. I know, but Heather, I imagine okay. her saying it with the hard <laughs> R's. Exactly. She's listening to this right now. No, she's just listening apologize. to this like six months from now, it's so true. it's fine. Uh, yeah, awake. no, we yeah. went to the, the Cinemark in North That's Hollywood. That's where we went. Yeah. When you reclined, we only Movies like, get it's like second. 8.50 to see a movie. Yes, I love that we place. We could only get seats in the second row, yeah. and Rachel was like, well, well, we can fucking recline all the way back, and it's fine. Yeah. And I was like, "You're right." And, and it was right. Like, it was great. And those seats are so great. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I was like, "I'm all in on that theater." I want no yeah. one to discover. Just don't talk about it. Oh, at the AMC 16 on That's Palm right. and Burbank. That's, That's right. where everybody should go. Anyway, uh, and for <laughs> Will Sterling at <laughs> Will Sterling underscore, and where do they find the motivation report? Motivation report is at motivationreport.com at motivate report on Twitter, Facebook, Facebook.com/slash motivation report. You can listen to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Where a couple? What are a couple things you've uh, had on the show recently or coming up? My most recent episode is called How to Be a Gentleman, and it talks about like the whole Aziz Ansari thing. A lot of that I kind of is it like, called, we talked about that a little bit here. We did. Is it called is How like, to Be a Gentleman, comma, Bujenski? I should have talked okay. about that. Comma, yeah. suck more dick, well, talk less. It's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's not, it is not, it is not called that. that. It's the, the, yeah, opposite it is the opposite of that, right? Of that. Uh, just about, it's about that, about how to be a gentleman in 2018 and dealing with this culture. And I think it's pretty important because the, the conversation is changing. Before that, I talked to uh, Karush Rasek, who works for um, Evo Health and Wellness, which is a recovery for people who are suffering from addiction. And I talked a lot about with people who help addicts and recovery programs and things like that and I'm t- calling 2018 the year of recovery in many ways. I'm also about to have surgery so I'm going to have to recover myself. Yeah, we'll talk so about we're, that we're in, on in a, the future. We're on a recovery yeah. focused mindset and I think the how to be a gentleman thing is also about recovering this idea of what being a gentleman used to be and what it actually is and is becoming. So if you want a podcast about important things and stuff that matters, <laughs> go to Motivation Report. <laughs> Otherwise, you can continue to listen to the Blackcast. Uh, speaking of upcoming podcasts, Jeff, uh, nine years and four months mm-hmm. away now, finally, yes. from the Jeffcast. Yep, and uh, I actually just watched They Live yeah. this past week. Oh, uh, I love that movie. Yeah. Great movie. So totally. if you want to get woke, it is very. It is like <laughs> watch. They live. That is like that one of the most important movies of right now. 
funny yeah. right even now. Even though it was made you, in like 88. It's, yeah. it's actually totally true. Like every theme that is presented in that movie, and I had never seen the movie before. I was just tangentially aware of it. I finally watched it and I was like, whoa, like how wow. serendipitous that I would watch this film now. Yeah. Set yeah. in Los Angeles with Rowdy Roddy Piper so about good. like the information age well wow. before it existed. I, I'm going to have to check it out. It's a great uh, movie. But we don't have time for that now, but we will have all sorts of fun next time on the Blackcast. With a spinner rim, get inside. Bring a friend, bleed the hands from the genocide. Clean me up, beam me up to the other side. Brothers die because coons turn to butterflies. They don't want to see me sitting in the bins. They don't want to see me living on the end. Let us see the inner city wide being. Show no pity in the city for the sin. They don't want to see me getting to the check. They just want to see me swimming in the dead. Don't drown on ground with it to your head. 911 free swim to the dead.